Do you love 80s and 90s music? You freaking should. Yeah, because if not, you have issues. But if you do, then boy, do we have the podcast for you. The Mixtape. Yes, Matt, The Mixtape, where we chat about, whoa, 80s and 90s music mostly. Yeah, we sprinkle some other stuff in there too, though. A smattering of 70s and early 2000s. Throw in celebrity interviews, a lot of immature humor, and some actual content, and you have a hell of a good time. We do have a good time, don't we? Yes, we do. Check us out. Spotify, Pandora, Apple, iHeart, pretty much all the places you find podcasts. You can search for us, The Mixtape Podcast. That's four words. Find us, listen, subscribe, share, and stay Stay awesome. awesome. gentlemen welcome back to the armchair book and wrestling podcast i'm your host my name is solo steve all right like i said my name is solo steve i'm the host and joining me is my awesome co-host as always delicious dwaylon davis hey everybody and we don't know what just happened there you know dwaylon's feet all of a sudden went all max headroom on us yeah just yeah that that was really odd but yeah you know hopefully if it happens during the middle of it we'll just roll yeah we'll just go with it yeah yep so um, but tonight we are going, the inspiration for tonight, I will say, just came across from some news that popped on us today. Comedian, late comedian, Andy Kaufman is being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, like you responded when I texted it to you, don't, re- don't know what to really think about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, on one hand, it's like, uh, you know, not really a huge fan of celebrities getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, the you know the WWE Hall of Fame. But on the same time, Andy Kaufman did, you know, he yeah. did contribute to the business. You know, his feud with Jerry Lawler was legendary. It, you know, yeah, he contributed in a positive way. In a positive way, it brought yeah. a lot more eyes to the product. You know, and so in that in that regard. Yeah, he deserves a place, but it's just, it's not so much him, it's so much as WWE still desperately trying to get that mainstream appeal, and so they're just throwing these celebrities out here just to get eyes on the product, instead of just make a compelling product, and you'll get eyes on your product. Bam, exactly. And that's why we're to this episode today. We're going to be talking about wrestling in the mainstream, mm-hmm. because Andy Kaufman back in what eighty one, eighty two, he had had the feud with Lawler. Lawler smacked the taste out of his mouth on the David Letterman show. Yeah, I mean, and, I felt I felt that smack. It was oh yeah. wow. And Letterman didn't actually know it was a work, and so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he thought it was about to go down. <laughs> yeah, and and Kaufman, he was a big wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and he, uh, but he also knew that he was not in. Andy Kaufman, you know, like weighed a hundred pounds, soaking wet. Yeah, he was not athletic. I mean, he had his comedy was very much an acquired taste. I mean, you either yeah, I was or you didn't. I wasn't a fan, but. I do know people that that enjoyed it, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely an acquired taste. I'd agree with that. Yep, and I will say the the movie Man in the Moon I thought was pretty good. You know, the kind of biopic or somebody uh, say biopic. A little a little sidebar: Jim Carrey committed so much to that role that he stayed in character the entire time they sh- they were shooting. Whenever he was on set, even if they were on a break, he was still Andy Kaufman. 
and he about got the taste smacked out of his mouth by Jerry mm-hmm. Lawler for real. Yep, they sure <laughs> so, did. But, but yeah, that that's good movie, and you, you do feel Andy Kaufman when you know he he succumbed to cancer, mm-hmm. and he was doing whatever he could. He even got fooled by these ones, I, and I remember when this stuff was going on where they said they could reach in and just pull the cancer out, mm-hmm. and that's why you could. Yeah, unfortunately, he got um, suckered by them, and yeah. Passed away, and I'm. If I had to guess, I would say Lawler is going to be the one to induct him. I mean, there's that he's the only one that could. I mean, that's the. It would not make sense for anybody else to induct him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, not only did it bring more eyes to the wrestling product as a whole, it brought more eyes to Jerry Lawler. Yep. I mean, Jerry Lawler was a legend in Memphis, but this brought Jerry Lawler mainstream attention. And which he huh. which he may never have gotten without Andy Kaufman. And in this book right here by Bill After, Jerry Lawler actually gave the forward. And mm. he said that there was very exact things. He said if it hadn't been for Bill After introducing him to Andy Kaufman, because Andy mm-hmm. Kaufman was the one who wanted to right. involve Bill After, you know, so um he gives Andy Kaufman all the credit in the world uh for doing that. Mm-hmm. So as he should, because that was, you know, that was a big deal. By the way, I'm a little over halfway through this book, and it is really good. Cool. By the way, is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken by Bill After. <laughs> and, yeah, so, uh, by the way, also, <laughs> I'll say another, by the way, you know, I told you that it was $25, that mm-hmm. for that entire, entire yeah. thing. Uh, this book was 1995. Oh, wow at the newsstand. So that, that tells you, I mean, how good of a deal that he, he gave yeah. myself and my son. So if we could ever get Bill after on the show, that'd be though, amazing. He, yeah. Even though, I mean, he said he, j- he's just too busy. Yeah. You know, um, he says sports Kedia, they have him run, just running around. <laughs> ragged. He said every day, he said he can barely find time to do anything, but you know, uh, super nice guy, but he did cut the promo for us. And I was yes, like, he did. Man, Bill After just cut a promo for our podcast. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Even if he said the name wrong, I don't care. Uh, it we'll doesn't cha- matter. We're going to yeah. change change the name to just Armchair Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Bill After said so. Look, yeah. I mean, hey, you can't argue with that. And uh, I had totally forgotten when he had left um, the After Mags, you know, really it's the Stanley mm-hmm. Weston Mags, that he went to work for a different magazine. I'd forgotten about that. Oh, okay. And then that magazine went under after two years. Hmm. And you know, now I mean he's still obviously doing pretty good for himself. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, so um I will say there is some sad news and I'm gonna have to define this. Uh I did not recognize the name. I don't know if you did or not. Um there was a wrestler who passed away and I guess he was also he was more known as a referee. Um, I have to find some of the people who have been tweeting and, and Facebook posting about him. And now I feel like a, an absolute crap because I, I should have just remembered his name. Uh, let me go to somebody I know posted about him. At least I'm pretty sure she posted about him. Uh, uh, oh, come on now. Oh, yeah, Sean O'Brien. Did you recognize the name? Uh, I didn't. I saw those posts on social media, but I didn't recognize the name. And even Ryla, she posted, I never got the privilege of knowing you, but from the things I've been reading about you these last 12 hours, you're nothing but the light that everybody needs in their life. You'll be dearly missed. R.I.P. S.P.O. So I'm guessing his ring name was S.P.O. or maybe or mm. Spo. Um, but yeah, I've seen so many people post about him and, you know, it sounds like, I mean, he had a pretty big influence in yeah. wrestlers lives so um yeah so our condolences definitely to his family and absolutely and from the sounds like i had never met him and i didn't realize who it was but yeah it sounds like he'll definitely be missed uh but for uh, our contact listening info i'm going to actually shorten it up a little bit i will say email us podcast at gmail.com eventually late or Layton. you're not Layton. you're way late <laughs> So uh, we're going to actually make a promo audio that we can just slap on. Yeah. 
kind of like the way I did the mixtape podcast. Mm -hmm. And I will say to anybody else, anybody, any other podcasters on here, if you would like for us to actually play your a promo audio, send it to us. I have yeah. no issues whatsoever. Yeah. Just, you know, so send it to us and we will play it on this one. I will also play it on the cubicle chat podcast. Cause I did that for the mixtape. Mm -hmm. uh, Dwaylon doesn't have another podcast, but he does have the big and fat uh, yep. YouTube and uh, TikTok channels. Yep. So he has big and fat. I have cubicle chat, <laughs> but for our show, you can find us on Facebook. Just look, just look up armchair booking podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Twitter is at booking armchair. I do a lot of interaction on that one. Cause I'm, um, I do run that one mostly. <clears throat> And but I tagged Waylon and pretty much everything. Yeah. Fat underscore daddy seventy three. And as far as audio channels go, I mean we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Uh, where are some of the other other big ones? Mm, uh, Google Podcasts. Google uh, Podcasts. Just about anywhere you can get a podcast, we are more than likely on there. Yep. And if you give us on. Apple Podcasts, if you give us a five-star rating and a review, I will read it on the air. And on some of the other ones that you can give a rating, but not necessarily a review, just send me a screenshot with the rating and your review, and I'll also read those in the air. So, yep. And don't sweat if you do a review or you do a rating and it, uh, I'm not reading it yet. I may not see it yet because depending on where you're located... It may not show up for a while because we do know BC from Wrestling with the Truth. He gave us a review, a five-star rating and a review. And I have seen it, but I saw it when I went to a British website. <laughs> for some reason, it's not showing up on it. But he actually said he's he's had that issue before, though, when he gave somebody a rating and a review and it didn't show up for months. That's which crazy. Is really, yeah, really odd. So. Uh, but I do know what's there. <laughs> Just wait for it to show up here. Cause I, and I actually already read it. You know, mm -hmm. but when it shows up, I'll let him know, hey, BC, it's, it's there. <laughs> and, uh, but that's BC and Jay from Wrestling with the Truth. I mean, uh, two great guys. Felt like we'd known them for years. Oh, you know, yeah. A few times. Yeah. Yeah. So go check out their podcast. Go check out Ted the Hillbilly Hill, Hill Truth. He's no longer on Twitter. Uh, but go check out Ted the Hillbilly Hill. And. Uh, let's see, that the Dad Ward Order, that's another one. Wrestling World, that's, there's another one. Uh, True Crime Cast, bless their hearts. Uh, I will give a lot of shout-outs to the different podcasts as this show goes on. And the Mixtape Podcast, which, by the way, they just dropped an episode today called The Greatest Cartoon Theme Songs from Your Childhood. Hmm. That's got me intrigued. Check that out. Yeah. Yep. So, but <laughs> getting on to today's subject, wrestling <coughs> in the mainstream. And because, like you pointed out earlier, that like they're trying to get all this mainstream attention, but it's not—you know—they're trying well, to get—it's it, not working the way they they think it should work. Well, no, they got spoiled really because yeah. the Attitude Era wrestling was as mainstream between mm -hmm. with the Attitude Era and the NWO and WCW. Wrestling was as mainstreamed as honestly I think it will ever be. It'd I mean, be hard to top just, it. I mean, that's it true. Just all of it just, you know, permeated, you know, pop culture. It just, you know, it went beyond the sport of wrestling and it just became part of everyday life. I mean, it was nothing to see, you know people wearing DX shirts or NWO shirts and just people that didn't know a whole lot about wrestling, but right. they knew these groups were cool. And it's like, Oh, well I want one of those. I mean, and it's like you had athletes coming in, you know, Ken Shamrock comes in from, you know, the ultimate fighting world and becomes a good professional wrestler. You know, yeah. you have, you know, it just brought in, so much and i think wwe is still chasing that high so to speak and it's like we were we were here and we were in the mainstream and we were a huge part of pop culture and then the attitude era ended and 
it's just been sliding down as far as being that deep in the pop culture it's just sliding down and i think they're just desperate to get that mainstream attention that they will try to attach themselves to whatever celebrity they can i mean come on they had snooki wrestling a match at wrestlemania several years ago it's like there's okay there's mainstream attention and then there's just sad publicity because snooki no offense to whatever snooki's run name is she was almost to the point she was famous for being famous yeah, she was famous for doing nothing. She's yeah. in that group. I mean, she was on Jersey Shore, and I watched. I'm not gonna lie, I watched Jersey Shore because it was a train wreck. Yeah, and you just couldn't look away. <laughs> I mean, the episodes it was, I watched, I, I was like, yeah, a train wreck. Yeah, it's a train wreck, and it, it amused me because these people were so stupid. And but I mean, they really did nothing but acted like idiots on television in front of million, you know, in front of the world, and got famous behind it. Yeah, and their thing. I mean, they were kind of offensive on some things yeah but they were so stupid you're like you know what not that it's okay but we know they're stupid so i'm kind of gonna let this one slide because you know they're stupid and i gotta see what other stupid thing they're gonna do because i know they're (laughs) just i mean they just kept topping themselves with the ignorance so it's like yeah but it's like it's like stop with the i mean there's nothing wrong with wanting mainstream attention but there's a good way to get it and then there's just grasping at straws and i feel like that's what they're doing no offense to andy kaufman i just think they should ease back on the celebrity wing of the hall of fame because there is while they're doing that wrestlers that deserve to be in the hall of fame are still getting overlooked because they're so focused on every you know every hall of fame class it's like they're trying to slide in a few celebrities and it's like uh what about ivan koloff mm-hmm. who what about demolition i mean we've discussed this mm-hmm. on the show before it's like yeah, we discussed it last week yeah two, <laughs> so... yeah, two important those are two important inductions right there that have not happened yet and should have happened a long time ago um how about stan stasiak yeah stan the man i mean he was a champion for six days but he was still wwe champion yeah so you can never take that away from him. And so, that was back when, even if he was on champion for six days, it still meant something to be champion. Yeah, it still meant something. And a six-day reign was like, oh, my God, that guy's, you know, he's he carried the belt. He was the man for a little while. And You know what? That belt right there is signed by a guy who only held it for four days, Tommy mm-hmm. Rich. Yep. But nobody says, oh, Tommy Rich, oh, four-day champ, that's nothing. A four-day champ. They just they say, say Tommy Rich, world, world heavyweight champion. champion. Yeah. He beat Harley Race, and then Harley Race beat him back. Yeah. But now, now wrestling in the mainstream. If you think about it, most people associate WWE getting into the mainstream with the rock and wrestling connection with yeah. you know MTV, Piper, MTV, and all that. But nobody's giving Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman credit because without them, that wouldn't you know, have happened. Because they opened the door to mainstream attention to pro wrestling. Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler are the reason why, uh, you know, Cindy Lauper and, you know, the MTV stuff, uh, all the celebrities that wrestle, uh, you know, at the first WrestleMania, any celebrity that's been at a WrestleMania since then, you know, the, the mainstream attention of the Attitude Era, that was all... Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman were the catalyst for that, but nobody ever mentions that. They never mentioned that that's where things really started. <clears throat> As you say, I think, like you said, it was 81, 82 when their feud was going on. First WrestleMania wasn't until 85. Yep. So, and WrestleMania, you had Muhammad Ali, Liberace, you know, there's so many stars out so many star, entertainment stars outside of wrestling involved in WrestleMania and you know Cindy Lauper and all that you know the MTV connection but need to give the flowers to Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman for starting the whole thing and I'm looking for um 
the list of celebrities just at the first WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The main event, Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. T. Yeah. You know, with Hulk Hogan, who Hulk Hogan, for all his faults, he still turned into a celebrity. In his own on, right. On, yeah. In his own right. Yeah. And that's He's, another thing. It's like, yeah, it's like, you know, you have wrestlers that are becoming, that become celebrities that kind of transcend wrestling. You have your Hogan's and you have Austin, Rock. You have John Cena, you know, just people that have, I think Roman Reigns will end up being on that list by the time his career starts winding down. I could see him. Oh, he's already started. Yeah. He was in, a, you know, he was in uh, Hobbs and Shaw, uh, but I think um, he's going to be a major player in Hollywood later on once he, his. He had a small like cameo. Well, I can't really say cameo because he did, he wasn't playing himself, but mm-hmm. I cannot think of the name of this movie. It was basically the guy he, um, he ended up, it was like a, I don't want to, I don't want to say Tinder, but it was like an online dating thing. Mm. And he accidentally got the wrong girl <laughs> and they were in Hawaii together. But then after that, oh, blah, blah, blah. They ended up falling in love. And even the gray, the girl was hilarious. Uh, but Roman Reigns was in that for about oh okay maybe two minutes, and I'll have to find that movie. But some of the ones at the very first WrestleMania, um, Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali was the uh, the ref. Yep, Liberace, which mm-hmm. for you young folks, Liberace, he I couldn't tell you one song Liberace played, but I have seen video of him playing piano, and he was a phenomenal piano player. Yeah, I mean, just extremely yeah. talented. Yeah, I'm like you. I don't know a single song that he did, I mean, but his, I just know. I mean, his music was it was a little different. I mean, it just wasn't my my taste. No, I mean, it was kind of like it was. it was kind of along the lines of show tunes. Yeah, you know, and yeah. he he had a he was in Vegas. I mean, he yeah, had that I mean, long standing act in Vegas. Oh yeah, he had a huge following. So um, Billy Martin, mm-hmm. former Yankee, he was uh, was he still with the Yankees at the time? Probably. I think so. Yeah, and the Rockettes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and these sound kind of tame compared to some of the ones they got later on. But yeah, still. but you got to you got to think 1985. I mean, we were 12 years old and seeing all these stars that we see on TV all the time at a pro wrestling show. Actually, the sad thing uh, when wrestling happened, we weren't even 12 yet. We were 11. <laughs> That's right. We were 11. Yeah, That's right. yeah. because it happened. Um, yeah. Actually, you know what? Um, oh, March 31st. Mm-hmm. Today is the anniversary of WrestleMania 10. Mm, okay. Okay. So why they can't get it back in March instead of the same weekend as the final four. Here's the <laughs> thing, because Vince McMahon thinks in his infinite wisdom that WrestleMania is going to trump March madness. He thinks people are actually going to prefer to watch WrestleMania than they are to watch the NCAA tournament. Absolutely not. It's never going to happen. Everybody is going to tune in to college basketball. It's always been that way. It's always going to be that way. I've been going through this list of celebrities. How did I miss Michael Che being into Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal WrestleMania 35? <laughs> <laughs> well, like WrestleMania 2, you had uh, the fridge was in the Battle yeah. Royal in WrestleMania 2. Yep. Yeah. Him, it, Russ Francis. Um, yeah. I think Too Tall Jones was a referee for that. Yeah, like, um, yeah, and then you know, uh, Franklin Cap- sings, you know, sings the national anthem, you know. Oh, Kathleen Crosby. Here's some of the ones that wrestle me too. I'm just seeing mm-hmm. Robert Conrad. And I really had to think about who these were, but Robert Conrad, you know, who was a celebrity in 1986. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kathleen Crosby. I remember her from That's Incredible. Yep. Uh, Susan St. James, and she, I mean, at the time she was she was big. She was on um, was it Kate and Alley? I think was the name of that show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Elvira was at WrestleMania too. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for all you young people, <laughs> Joan Rivers, Rick Schroeder. Actually, at the time we called him Ricky Schroeder. Ricky, he yeah, he he hadn't uh, he hadn't decided to ditch the. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't become part of the York Foundation. It only. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, it would have been Richard Schroeder. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that faction, by the way. <laughs> oh, I did too, because it's like we're just going to say the full first name, and that instantly makes us better than you. <laughs> That's how they did it. 
that's how it was that's how it always appeared to be for me like terry taylor was all of a sudden terrence taylor and then he was like well and, and richard richard morton richard and, morton and uh, one more thomas rich thomas rich uh mike rotunda was in it for just a little bit <clears throat> because he he was michael wall street that's when he started doing okay yeah that's when he um, started doing the, the michael wall street like right at the tail end of the york foundation thing and Ricky Morton, I think this was, you know, one of the few times he was ever heel. But you're going, where where was Robert? Ricky Morton, he actually made an arrangement. Robert Gibson was hurt, like, yeah, like, or had a really bad injury. Yeah. And Ricky Morton, apparently, he made sure uh, Robert Gibson got paid. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's a right stand up guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's ride or die right there. <clears throat> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, so, athletes, Muhammad Ali. Mm hmm. Carl Banks, uh, Jim Covert, he was one of the uh, people in the, the Battle Royal. Daryl Dawkins, he was a judge for the boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> Why would Daryl Dawkins be a judge for a box? I have no idea. And by the way, that boxing match should have been a lot better, considering yeah, it- that both of those guys were actual professionals. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the uh, problem is they hated each other. Yeah. For real. So, yeah, because what was it they when they put Piper's gloves on him? They actually, instead of taping it with his hands open, yeah, they taped it with his um fist closed, and so yeah. it left the space so he couldn't. He hit yeah, he couldn't punch. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely hated each other. Uh Lou Duva, he was the boxing trainer, which I wanted. I thought he was involved in the Starcade. No, Joe Frazier was involved in a Starcade. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because he was the one that told Dusty Rhodes you're bleeding too much and yeah. cut the million dollar match off. Yeah. Uh, Bill Fralick, he was also, man, there was a lot of football players. Russ Francis, which Russ Francis actually wrestled during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would wrestle like in Hawaii. Um, Rob Gronkowski, of course, we know about him because the longest 24 7 champion. It was an accident, but still. Oh, he gets on my nerves. Just the, the, the very, as soon as he starts talking, I'm like, no. No, no, uh-uh. No, no, it. no! <laughs> yeah, can't do it. Uh, Ernie Holmes, he was in the Battle Royal. Uh, oh, Ricky Jackson, he was one the manager of, of LT in the match, match against Bam Bam. Uh, Ed Tutal Jones, Tommy Lasorda, mm-hmm. Paul McGuire, Billy Martin, already said him, Harvey Martin, Floyd Mayweather, Steve McMichael. Mm-hmm. Mongo. Yeah. Mongo. Yeah. Ken Norton Jr., Shaq. Yeah, Shaq's mm-hmm. been uh, actually one of the few wrestlers that can say that he's been involved with WCW, WWE, and AEW. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think about that. I accidentally just clicked off of it, and I, I, it'd be kind of hard trying to get back to it. Yeah. But it listed the fridge. He went in the Hall of Fame in 2006. Yep, yep. It didn't realize that. So now I'm like, Okay, first of all, I like the fridge as a player. Yeah. 85 Bears, arguably one of the greatest teams of all time. Absolutely. Walter Payton st- should have scored that touchdown in the Super Bowl, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. You left sweetness. Yeah, you just left sweetness hanging is what you did. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he deserved that touchdown more than the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> but anyway. You, look at, you just look at all the celebrities that have come through, not just WWE. WCW had their fair share, especially yep. when Nitro was on their hot streak. Um, TNA had celebrities. I mean, Pac-Man Jones was half of the World Tag Team Champions for a little while in TNA. Couldn't couldn't do anything because he was playing for the Titans at the time, and the Titans were like, "You cannot get physical at all." So he was ah. a, he was a tag team with Ron the Truth Killings. Ron the Truth Killings did all the work. Pac-Man would just tag in and pin somebody. That's as physical as he was allowed to get. And they were the world tag team champions. And But he could not wrestle a match. And where's Pac-Man Jones now? Um, I don't know. Probably sitting at home, possibly counting his money. Maybe. Maybe. If he ain't spent it all. Um, if he I ain't bet- spent it all on lawyer fees because he couldn't stay out of trouble. Yeah, because I've actually talked to some people who actually met him when mm-hmm. he played for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. 
they didn't have a whole lot of good to say about him. Nobody really does. It's just his attitude problem. That's a lot of what got him in trouble in the NFL was his attitude. Yep. And, but, but you know, where's Ron the Truth Killings now, though? Yeah, he is. Our truth. Yep. yep. He is a national treasure. He really is. And, yeah. uh, you know, not that I wanted to retire, but I wanted to retire, so he'll go in the Hall of Fame first ballot. Exactly. And the man doesn't age. He looks exactly the same in 2023 that he looked in 2002 when he was NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And wrestles like yeah. he's that young, and, too. And yes, gets away and with it. And he's, he's actually, I think he's a year or two older than us. Yeah. Which yeah. means he's in his early 50s. Uh-huh. Which yep. makes us sound, wow, oh my God, really? <laughs> be in our early 50s. Yep, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, of course, I mean, I'd rather have that than than the alternative. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, our truth I'd like to meet that man. You know what? I'd have him sign that belt, too. Did he hold this belt? Yes. Good. I'm. Yep. You know what? That's when uh, TNA had the working relationship with the NWA and were allowed to use their titles. That's why uh, America's Most Wanted held the world tag team titles that Tully and Arn used to wear. So... So that means I need to except, get the except belt. the straps were black in TNA. You know, Tully and Arn had that cool, cool blue straps. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But Tully and Arn were just cool. Oh yeah, that that is my absolute favorite tag team of all time. Tully Blanchard and Arn. I always, I always thought it was the Midnight Express. Yeah, yours? No, yours. I always thought uh, yours was Midnight. No, uh, actually, Terrence was a big fan of the Midnight Express when we were kids. Okay. Road Warriors is always his first, but. He did like the Midnight Express, but I was always a fan of Tully and Arn because he didn't really have music. They weren't flashy, anything, but they out-wrestled everybody that they got in the ring with and made everybody look like a million bucks mm-hmm. and, and, when made I saw, it, and made it look easy. And when I saw Tully do drop kicks, I was like, yeah, since when do bad guys, bad guys don't do drop kicks. Yeah. Tully <laughs> would come in, do the technical stuff irritate them to no end and as soon as they were coming for Tully he'd tag in Arn and then that's it get it but but you know we were talking about when wrestling in the mainstream I guess you know when they kind of cross mm-hmm. and of course we know Hogan started making movies yeah they weren't good movies no Hogan has never made a good movie uh, ever Suburban, ever ever Suburban Commando was okay but I mean, yeah, it wasn't great. Undertaker was in that one too. But Undertaker was in it. Yep. And because I was like, oh, it's Undertaker. Wait a minute. Aren't they fighting in the ring? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and who was the other guy? The other guy was just some random big dude, I thought. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, another pop, another crossover thing, which nobody knew that he was going to become like a pop culture icon then was Tiny Lister. Who played Zeus in No and Holds Barred? He crossed the other way. Yeah, he crossed yeah. the other way into wrestling, and became this pop culture icon. You know, it was the eye, and he sadly he passed away a couple of years ago he due did. to COVID. You know, but yeah, I mean, you had stuff like that. He even worked as a set, terrible name. It was called the Z Gangster in WCW. They brought him in to rekindle that feud with uh with hogan when they were doing the whole uh alliance to uh oh, end hulkamania yeah the end hulkamania and it was like flair and anderson and the dungeon of doom and the z gangster and all this versus hogan and savage and hogan and savage won a triple tier cage match i remember that stupid match you got two guys versus ten and you're going to tell me that the two guys are going to win. No, no, no. And no. and at the very end, Luger accidentally hit mm-hmm. like the wrong guy. But if you look, he stopped and then grabbed the guy and hit him. And yeah, like, and they hit him. Yeah. Um, That didn't really come across. Like, yeah, that was booked horribly. Yeah. Um, but again, you have Tiny Lister that crossed, you know, the other way into wrestling. Um, But yeah, Hogan has been in a lot of movies. He even had that TV show when he was in, when you know, he was, at the peak of NWO, his NWO stardom, his Thunder in Paradise. Never watched it. It was trash. I saw clips. And okay. it was it was just terrible. But 
but you got to have some of the terrible ones to get to the good ones. I mean, like right now, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the biggest star in the world. Yeah, not not wrestling. Not wrestling. Act, no, he is the the biggest star. Yeah, he is. I mean, he walks in a room and everybody stops. That's because of smile. There. Yeah, he's got a great. He's got a yeah. great smile. I mean, I'm not gay. I'm not gay, but that dude's a stud. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's just like, and it wasn't like he used wrestling to jump to Hollywood. You know, he was born into wrestling. You know, he's mm-hmm. born in, you know, his family's been involved with wrestling since the high chief Peter Maivia. <clears throat> but Hollywood knew what everybody else knew. Once he got rid of the Rocky Maivia thing and became the Rock, he, he screamed "Star" just yeah. written all over him. And it was it was his appearance. Long, it was yeah. appearance on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he did it. Yeah, that's, that's when somebody started. said, hmm. "Hollywood's like, I think this guy's going to be a star." Yes, he did. So he did his obligatory Disney stuff, and you know, it was a lot of cheesy, family friendly movies. And then once he got that done. He started making movies, and phew, I mean, he is—he—he he is the definition of box office. Because yeah, the Saturday Night Live thing got him to stint on The Mummy Returns, and then The mm-hmm. Mummy Returns got him to be the Scorpion. The Scorpion King. King, yeah, I enjoyed the Scorpion King. Yeah. I thought it was a good movie. You know, because we're like, just keep giving him more and more. Let's see what happens. Uh-huh. And you saw what happened. Yeah. And now, dude's like, I don't need wrestling anymore. No. And I think is he still loves wrestling. He just knows that it's a part of his, you know, it's part of his life that's in the rear view. You and know? also think about this, The Rock is also in his early 50s. Yes. But he's yeah. kind of like our truth He doesn't look like he's in his early 50s. No, he looks, I mean, and sadly, he was in great shape during the Attitude Era, but this version of The Rock <laughs> makes this, <laughs> makes that version look like a child. Yeah. I mean, he... <laughs> I mean, the man's ridiculous. He is a freak of nature. It's just, you know, and no one should look like that. He it's actually gotten, you know, it's got, it's actually gotten to the point now. Um, you're right, he shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually gotten to the point now, though, where some are, some of the people don't even realize if you say The Rock, and they're like, "Who?" Yeah, because because, and that's that's a testament to his talent that he is a, he was able to transcend and become Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. You know, he made Dwayne Johnson box a box office attraction. And who would have thought that Dwayne Johnson would end up being a bigger star than the rock. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just funny how that happened. I mean, and he is the biggest success story as far as acting and wrestling, in my opinion. Dave Batista is doing well for himself, though. Dave yeah. Batista has been excellent. Dave Batista uh, has a character which is now associated with him forever. Yeah, Drax the Destroyer. Yep. Yep. He was also excellent in Spectre. I was not a big fan of of Spectre. I'm a James Bond fan, and that was one of the weaker entries I thought. But Dave Batista was excellent in his role. Um. Trying to think who else. Steve Austin. He's done a, a few of, things. He's done know? a few things, but he didn't for as big of a star as he was in wrestling, it didn't transcend well to Hollywood. Now, WWE had their own film company for a little while, and he did do the condemned, which I did I did enjoy that movie. Was it good? I liked, yes, okay, I, I, not, liked, I never watched it. So I, I liked mean, the, the condemned. Yeah, but the, um uh, the trailers look, look good. But other than that, most of his stuff was pretty much like direct video type stuff. Uh, John Cena is becoming a big player in Hollywood. I mean, now he has a, he's like The Rock. He has a character, no, like Batista. He has a character that will always be associated with him. Peacemaker. Yeah. He was in the second Suicide Squad movie. And he John Cena had done movies before that. He did, you know, 12 Rounds, which was a WWE thing. Then, you know, he branched out into Hollywood. He's now in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, He is in, you know, he's got Peacemaker. Even 
was, was so well received in the Suicide Squad movie that he got his own show on HBO Max, which was also extremely well received. And it's just that's how it's like it just organically happens. It's not manufactured. It's just if the person has the talent to go from one version of entertainment to another, that's how it's done. That's how you get mainstream attention because people know who John Cena is and they know he was in WWE. Even younger mm-hmm. people right now, if they see John Cena in the movie, they're like, I used to watch it. I've watched him wrestle in WWE. Yeah. You know, so the connection is still there and you still get that mainstream because even if they're not big wrestling fans, they may be like, oh, well, he was good in this movie. Let me go see some of his matches and see what, you know, what that was all about. But all of this, you know, just grasping at straws, just throwing celebrities out there, like the 2001 Royal Rumble when they put Drew Carey in it and he he took up a spot that somebody else could have had. And, and took then, a spot in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, because from that, that little bit got him a spot in the Hall of Fame. And it's like, why? Because he eliminated himself because he was scared of Kane? Uh, yeah, I'll never get that one because what did that actually honestly contribute to professional wrestling and the WWE as a whole to make it, you know, kind of help elevate it? No, it, it nothing. It did nothing. <sighs> I mean, it, wrestling was no better. You know, with him involved, it all it just made me mad. Yeah, that's all it did for me. <laughs> it just made me mad, and he was only there for a cup of coffee. I mean, he didn't make any more appearances for WWE. He was only there to promote his like stand-up comedy thing he was doing, and that's it. But I'll tell you, somebody who did actually bring it. It was for positive attention, but it really could have turned out different. Um, thankfully, it didn't was uh tyson yes wrestlemania 14 yeah everybody was very there you know after everything he had been through and you know he'd been to prison and all that stuff everybody was kind of tentative about what you know he was going to do but i mean he was all in it i mean he Mm -hmm. was you could tell he was a big fan and you know they put him in dx and they did the swerve at, at 14 and you know, he knocked out, he counted the three for Austin, knocks out Shawn Michaels. And, and they put but, the shirt over his face, which Shawn yeah, Michaels apparently did not was like. Not, yeah, he was not happy about that. But, but, uh, what are you going to do, tell Mike Tyson? Exactly. What are you going to yeah. do? You're going to buck Mike up Tyson. to Tyson and get knocked out for real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the man's hands are literally registered as lethal weapons. And no, no. Yeah. It's like, haven't you played Mike Tyson's punch out? Exactly. Just lay there with the shirt on your face and just Yeah, you know, as soon as you see that flicker, yeah. You, know, you better move because yeah. he's going to hit that uppercut and you're done. Exactly. Because here's the thing. Sean was leaving anyway. So yeah. what's the, what difference did it make that Tyson put it? I mean, really, if you look at it, it was the pass. You know, Sean passed the torch to Austin. Yep. Tyson just laying the shirt on him was just like, well, this is the end of this era. and begins this era. Sean's leaving anyway. You know, so what difference does it make? It's just, but Sean was just in a bad place. Like, yeah. Mentally, yeah. physically, he was just, he was burnt out. You know, he had, you know, had drug problem, yeah, stuff crushed, like that. The crushed vertebrae, that's, you know, which is yeah. the reason why he had to leave. Yeah. He had Undertaker wanting to beat him up in the back if he came, if he didn't do the job. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, even musicians, Motorhead has played Triple H to the ring twice at WrestleMania. Yep. It's like, you know, and you look at Rev Theory has played Randy Orton to the ring. You know, Bray Wyatt has had a live performance to the ring. Yeah, I can't think of the name of that band. I can't either right now. Uh, Living Color played CM Punk to the ring. Yes. I mean, this this is good mainstream attention, not Snooky or not, uh, what is it, Maria something? She was on like ETV or something, and she ended up wrestling at WrestleMania. And it's like, it's like, just stop. It's like, there are other ways celebrities can contribute to, you know, give you that mainstream pop without taking a paycheck from somebody. 
because that's literally what they're yeah. doing by giving these celebrities mm. spots is taking a paycheck from a wrestler who has worked all year to get a spot because they're having to pay them, you know, half a million, million dollars oh, yeah. just for the appearance. Yeah. And, and even like, who's this dude Hardy, you know, the one yeah. who was at one of the later uh, pay, latest pay-per-views and I was yeah. like, who? Yeah. Well, I haven't, I'd never heard of him. And after hearing him play, I have no desire to hear of him again. You know, somebody actually described him as, you know, when you order Kid Rock off Wish.com. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I was like. That's it. Yeah. There it is. Uh, you know, if y'all want to bring somebody in there, because that new kind of the hip hop country style. Yeah. Get Jelly Roll. Thank you. Jelly Roll is phenomenal. You. Yeah. Jelly Roll is fantastic. Yeah. Get Jelly yeah. Roll if that's the if that's the vibe you're going for. Yeah, because Jelly Roll, I mean, you hear like his latest songs, the man can do it all. He still mm -hmm. has a little bit of hip hop in there, but he's got straight up country with some of them. Yeah. You know, very bluesy. And then that song, Dead Man Walking, that was the first song I heard. And that's what really piqued my interest. All oh, right. yeah. So y'all need to get him next next time y'all yeah. go to Nashville. Yeah. And y'all need to get Jelly Roll to come to your show. Yeah. Yeah. He's real. I will tell you that. He is very oh, real. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, but don't it, get Hardy. Nobody knows who Hardy is. Yeah. And it's like, I get trying to give up and coming people a chance but at the same time you've got to get somebody that people know i mean mm -hmm. nobody knew because I, it was all over social media when they were like who is hardy yeah you know people heard hardy and they're like is jeff hardy performing what, what? i know <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean it's kind of like people asking this past weekend who's fairly dickinson yeah you know? yeah <laughs> Um, because I actually did see somebody posted the most Googled term right now is who is fairly Dickinson after they beat, uh, mm -hmm. Purdue. uh, by the way, did you do a bracket at all? I didn't because by the time I got ready to do one, it was already busted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was 20 million brackets this year and there's not a single perfect bracket left. After, yeah. After that, before that game, they said there was like 20 uh -huh. after that game, there was none. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure after that game, unless you had the people who really picked random, yeah, nobody was going to pick uh, Fairly Dickinson to beat. It was a, a 16 seed against like a really good number one seed. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Carolina played like garbage this year, just to be honest. Yeah, they did. We didn't yeah. deserve to get in the tournament. Nope. But Duke got beat and Kentucky got beat. So and Kansas got beat and Kansas got beat. So, I mean, I can't ask for much more. So, yeah, uh, for me and now, it doesn't really matter who wins the tournament because those teams will not. So. Those teams will not um, on a lesser blue blood scale. One that I, I have not liked since 1984 when they knocked North Carolina at the tournament, Indiana. Mm -hmm. They yeah. got knocked out. Yep. Um, and I've got yeah. a friend from Indiana. She was not happy when they got beat. She was on Facebook. <laughs> not happy at all. Uh yeah, uh, I watched that game. It was Michael Jordan's last game in college. Mm -hmm. um, he fouled out. I cried. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they showed Brad Doherty. It was his also his last yep. game because he was a senior and he was yep. you know he had tears because he knew that and they were the number one ranked team going to the tournament. Yep. But anyway, enough about eight nineteen eighty four basketball. <laughs> um, um, another celebrity kind of a weird crossover moment was Big Van Vader appearing on boy meets world yes that was that was strange that was yep. that was really strange um but it, it didn't had, dis it didn't discredit wrestling and that's no no it didn't yeah. um triple h is you know kind of put his toe in the pool you know biggest thing he's done was blade three which uh, blade three was yeah terrible but i yeah, I remember seeing him on is either Baywatch or one of those other mm -hmm. you know beach booby TV shows. Yeah, and but he was basically playing himself because yeah. he even did the the crotch thing, and I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, yeah. like go home. Uh, but but you know during that time, um, Attitude Era, those guys were bulletproof. They could do yeah. just about anything, and people would flock to it. Um, same with WCW. I mean, you had you know. Jay Leno tagging with DDP yes. in the main event of a pay-per-view. 
I was totally against it because it's like, okay, Carl Malone is a stretch, but at least he was an athlete. He's an athlete. Dennis Rodman, stretch. But he played his but he fit the NWO. He yeah. was perfect for the NWO and he's a tremendous athlete. So I could let those two slide. But Jay Leno, come on. Yeah. And Jay Leno gets the pin in the match. He wins the match for his team. Uh, well, if I was you know DDP, what? I'd have hit him with a diamond cutter after it was <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least he didn't win the world title. David Arquette, who did not want to win the world title. Yeah, he did when, not. When it was when that idea was brought to him, he was like, no, because I do not want to tarnish the legacy of the people that have sacrificed to win this championship because he was a huge fan of pro wrestling and he mm -hmm. had total respect for the business. But they slapped the title on him. Props to him. He gave every dime that he earned from that world title run to charity. Mm-hmm. Um because he heard, bro, yeah. I have an idea. Swerve, world title. Swerve, bro. Uh, and all of that was to promote Ready to Rumble, which was an awful movie. It was it just really terrible. Was. It had a lot of WCW wrestlers in it, and it still wasn't any good. It was just god awful. You know, it's almost like, you know, Mad Magazine, they actually did a movie one time called Up the Academy, and apparently it's like one of the worst movies of all time. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's why they never did another movie. Uh huh. Uh, even though National Lampoon did all the vacation movies plus a lot of other ones, not National Lampoon, they've also had some stinkers in there too. But right. But they'll always, you know. Actually, I don't think people even remember that. That's who made the vacation movie. Mm -hmm. Yep. But Ready mm -hmm. to Rumble was bad. I mean, it was it awful. Was, it was terrible. And. And you know, to be perfectly honest with you, No Holds Barred was not exactly a great movie. No, no Holds Barred was crap too. Zeus but, was the only good, the only good part of that movie because Hogan was just being Hogan. He was just wearing black and blue instead of red and yellow. Yeah, you know, but it was still, it was just Hogan. You know, and I saw movie. that movie. I saw the movie in the theater at the uh, the movie theater behind the Benny Raw Mall. <laughs> um, do remember that because I had broken my collarbone. Mm -hmm. And that was the day I actually had like they had a big brace, you know, mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. But I had to. My stepdad took me up to Fort Campbell to have it taken off, and then mm -hmm. we he drove the whole way back with his head out the window like that because of all the dead skin that I couldn't get. Yeah, he said he he said I smelled like you know like something had died. Oh, I bet. And yeah. a bad thunderstorm. He still had his head out. <laughs> Just I'm sure that rain from, in his face was better oh, than yeah. that smell. <laughs> All the way from Fort Campbell back to my house. Wow. And, you know, so I could take a shower to get all the dead skin off of me. And then we went. I watched No Holds Barred. He watched whatever movie was big at that time. It was 1989 also. Yeah. Which was a huge year for movies. Uh, but it was in summertime. So it was me and, like, three other kids in there watching No Holds Barred. Because <laughs> they sat with me. And I actually was explaining some, yeah. some wrestling things to them. And that was before I really understood... Wrestling, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, had a, I had a suspicion, but that was about it. Yeah, one other thing because I know it's getting late. Um, when Kiss was on Nitro, this is yeah. when Nitro was starting to go off the rails, and they were they were doing what WWE is doing now, grasping at straws and trying to get that mainstream stuff. And that episode of Nitro was so poorly received that Kiss just distanced themselves from mm -hmm. you know they backed out of the deal that they had. Yeah. Uh, you know, because they were supposed to have this guy was supposed to be, you know, the kiss, yeah, it's supposed to be the kiss demon. Yeah. And so once that episode went bad, you know, kiss pulled out. And so the guy had to go ahead with the gimmick though. He was, he was just called the demon, but it was like, what do you do with him now? He doesn't have that association with kiss. Because so they, they will sue you. Yeah. Well, definitely. They will sue you. Yeah. Um, it was just bad. And the reason that the episode went so bad is because the audience they were catering to, nobody knew who Kiss was in that audience. Which you makes know, me wonder, what's wrong with this audience? Not yeah, I mean, is. I, yeah, I, I, totally, I totally agree. But you've got all these younger fans in the audience right. that had no idea who Kiss was. Yeah, because so, I mean, Kiss by that point really had not been 
No, they were Island on their Band. they were on their tenth farewell tour at that time. And they're doing they're on another one. Right and they're now. on another one. I mean, they're going to keep touring until they die. That's just I've just come to that conclusion because it's like every time you turn around, it's like this is the last time we're ever going to tour, and then it's like this tour made tons of money. So oh well, we're going back on tour again. Kind of Motley Crue said they were done too. Mm -hmm. They don't even make albums anymore. They just tour. I mean, when you hit that point, though, that's legend status. Yeah. You don't even have to make an album. Yeah, that is true. But, but another band that was on Nitro was Megadeth. Yes, because they did uh, Seek and Destroy, which ended up being Sting's theme for a while. Uh, no, Seek and Destroy is Metallica. No, they did Crush Them. Crush Them. That's crush right. Em. Crush Them. Yeah. Which, I'll be honest with you, I like the song, which makes me in the minority. Mm -hmm. The album is considered like their worst. And even the guys in Mega Dave Mustaine, he, he's like, they absolutely hate that album because it, the new producer and mm -hmm. he, um, hit his wild thing will make every song the same beats per minute for every song. And he said, that's why it all sounds like disco because even the song Crush Em sounds like Turn Me Loose for Lord Boy. <laughs> you know, because when I hear yeah. it, do, 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 now it turns. It really me does. Loose. I did not Turn think of that, but it does. You know, yeah. And. You know, but there you go. That's the curse of WCW. It even yep. had Megadeth had a bad album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I go. know you're. I know you're not really a big Megadeth fan, but I mean, um, um, I only like uh, a handful of songs. Like I like their cover of "No More Mr. Nice Guy." It was on the yep. Shocker soundtrack. Yep. Uh, there's a there's a song here or there, but I was never a big Megadeth fan. I always preferred Metallica. I mean, I like both. I mean, and honestly, which one I prefer over the other kind of depends on like what mood I'm in that day. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes I go, ah, give me Slayer. Yeah. You know, or give me Anthrax. Give me Testament. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like all the Thrash fans. Give me Exodus. <clears throat> you no know, Overkill. Uh, I actually, the other day in the car, I was jamming up some Nuclear Assault. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't listened to them in forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that takes me back. Oh, wow. That's, we're talking like there's some Headbangers Ball back in the day. Yes. Type absolutely. Uh, but you know, and I'm sitting there trying to think of any other celebrity, you know, mainstream. Yeah. Because I mean, and that, that is one of the things a lot of times, you know, you get wrestling in the mainstream and people still kind of crap on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which makes me kind of upset. Just like the other day, somebody, I, I didn't mention this to you, somebody at my church talking about Tiny Tim, mm. you know, because, you know, and they, they, mm -hmm. we she don't wasn't do trying that. to say anything <laughs> bad about him, but she oh, said, okay. You know about him because I mean everybody. Yeah. She's like, yeah, can you believe that he does that that phony wrestling? And I mm. I wanted to come across where she was at and just say, look here, you know, phony. No, yeah. and the way she did that phony wrestling. Oh my god, I was in this day and age. I don't know why people still have that view. I, I don't either. I mean, these are some of the greatest athletes in the world, and it's like you couldn't begin to comprehend what they put their body through day in and day out so it's like just because it's predetermined does not mean it's fake exact boom perfect perfect quote right there yeah just because the just because the outcome is predetermined does not mean that what they do in the ring is fake yeah i mean yeah they're protecting each other yeah they protect each other you know, but, but you try getting suplexed off the top rope onto a little thin mat with plywood under it and see how you and see if you can pop back up and do the next sequence like they can. Because I wouldn't be able to suplex me off the top rope. I've been like, uh, pin me, I'm done. Yeah, are you tapping? Yeah, I'm tapping. It's Wrap not a it submission up. move. I don't care. I, just... I don't care. It's over. Wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're going to be done with that. So, mm -hmm. uh, but hopefully, you know, I, honestly, I don't think it'll ever happen because people always look down on it. Mm -hmm. because, you know, they'd rather, like I said, watch the Kardashians. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> but uh, even though I thought it was funny when Kim Kardashian, the picture of her wearing the Slayer shirt, and then the yeah, next picture was Gary Holt from Slayer wearing the shirt that said, kill the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, because she didn't do it because she knew who it was. She was just trying to be, tr she thought, it, oh, it'll be trendy. And no, stop wearing shirts of bands if you don't know them. Yep, I, mean, I tell my I tell my own children that. So you should not wear a band shirt unless you can name at least three other songs. Savannah has the Nirvana shirt. I'm like, I'm gonna need. There's gonna be a pop quiz. I need three songs. And smells like Teen Spirit can't be one of them. 
yeah, I agree. And I tried to give her a pass with that. She didn't even know that one. And it's like, oh, all right. You, oh you, need me to, you need me coming down and have a talk with her. I failed her. I'm sorry. Uh, and she's challenged me to a chess match. I don't know how yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but... We got to figure out how to make that happen. Cause, yeah. Oh, and before I forget, Kyle sent a good quote. He said, I hope the Brock versus almost match is shorter than Bundy versus SD Jones. Almost. <laughs> Kyle, yes. I totally agree because both of those matches are definitely restroom breaks. It's like, there's no point in any of this other than Vince McMahon wanted to see two big guys go at it. Cause you know how he likes his monster matches. And so it's like, just, uh, and, and when, when was the last time, you know, two great big guys like that had a really, really good match. You'd have to go, honestly, for me, you'd have to go all the way back to the attitude era. The first couple of matches with the undertaker and Kane. Yeah. But other than that, two big guys together generally do not have a good match. You need you need the you need the contrast in styles. You know, Kane and Big Show could have decent matches. You know, yes. they they had too many matches, but yeah, yeah, they they could have decent matches together just because Big Show was so much bigger than Kane. Yeah, and Big so Show was very athletic. Yeah, so you still had the contrast of styles, but you can't put. Like Brock's not green, but Omos is still green as grass. And thankfully they're at least putting him in there with somebody experienced, not putting him in there with another green wrestler and been like, Oh, Clash of the Titans. It's like, no, you're just gonna embarrass those two people and nobody's gonna care. Oh, oh well, maybe one day, you know, when when they'll figure out, hey, the wrestlers, a lot of these wrestlers are more of a celebrity than the celebrities that you're trying to bring in to give it mm-hmm. yep. mainstream attention, which if the mainstream attention that they're getting is in the, it's more negative than positive, maybe just don't do it. Maybe you don't. Exactly. Exactly. You know, because WrestleMania Dallas, the one, like, what's it, 32? Mm-hmm. They talk about, um, well, when the Undertaker signed Shane McMahon, all of a sudden the ticket sales went through the roof. Yeah. You know what it wasn't? It wasn't whatever celebrity they said was going to be involved. Nope. It was people saw Undertaker was going to be in a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania, and they're like, I'm there. I'm there. You know, it wasn't going to be, oh, I want to go see Motorhead play a song. Yeah. I'm not paying $100, $200 to watch. No, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a Motorhead concert so they can play all the songs I like. Yeah. Yeah, just like when I I watched an NFL game down in London, mm-hmm. the Goo Goo the Goo Goo Dolls were there. Yeah, they played they played two songs, yeah. and one of them, of course, was Iris. Of course, because you have to. I mean, that's the yeah. classic. You know, and but that was it. But I mean, if, if it, they just said, "Hey, pay fifty bucks to go watch the Goo Goo Dolls," all right, they're only gonna play two songs. No. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Oh. Yeah. But I guess we right, better dude. wrap it up. I know it's yeah, getting late for you. <laughs> yeah, it's getting late. Ten o'clock. Um, forecast time is kicking in. Yeah. And uh, we will say the next few weeks, probably at least a month, I would say our schedule is going to change just a little bit. Yep. Uh, uh, my wife and I are coaching our daughter in T-ball. It's her first year doing T-ball. So with with practice and games, we have to adjust our podcast schedule. But you'll, I mean, you'll see and hear from us at least once a week. So we're going to yep. do, do our best to, you know, make sure we do it at least, you know, at least one show a week. That way you guys keep hearing from us. So next week, look for us. Yeah, it is next week. It starts, right? Yes. Starts. Um, yeah. Won't, I won't be able to record Monday. we got practice that day. Uh, Thursday should be good, though. I'll have to look at the schedule and be sure because I don't think the first game is until early April. So. Okay. So just look for us. You know we're at all, yep. all the platforms on YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching, you already know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and by the way, speaking of YouTube, if anybody's coming across and for some reason not seeing the comments because my settings have gotten weird on the app on my phone, mm-hmm. I can't. It, it has something to do with like disabling not disabling all comments just mm-hmm. 
uh, certain ones, even though it, it's, it was an automatic setting, I'm like, I'm trying to change it and it won't let me. Right. Yeah. So it, it's gotten, it's really odd. Uh, but I could still, I could see it on the computer though. Yeah. That's so I'm weird. like, okay. So, but all right. Uh, so until then, my friends, you know, hopefully, you know, NCAA basketball. Yeah. It's been an interesting tournament. Yeah, it has. Uh, hopefully Gonzaga wins it because that's who I picked. Gotcha. Um, I've, already, <laughs> I've already won one of my pulls. Actually, it, the first round wasn't even technically over yet, and I'd already won the entire <laughs> thing because everybody else picked Purdue to win it all. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but until we meet, meet again, my friend, good night. All right. God bless. God bless.